This is probably the latest I've ever recorded an episode. I usually do it a week in advance. That way I have plenty of time to edit and everything. But I ended up going on trips and everything, so I haven't had the chance to create a script. So then I did it at the end of last week, and I was like, oh, I want to have a guest on this episode. So instead of recording on Sunday, I waited to do it. I think it was Tuesday, but circumstances were not in our favor, and the guest was unable to come on this time, but I'm sure she'll be on another time. It was just a long night for everyone, so we decided it was best to just not do it. So it's just me this time, and we are going to get into talking about how the weeks have been since I last have seen or spoke to you guys, depending on where you're listening from. So this is going to be very trip-oriented again. So I have a Bahamas update, and... I am going. It's confirmed. I'm going end of April. And I got the flight, got the room, and then now I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to look into all the activities to do yet. I'm just going to give it time because I also just came back from my birthday trip to Hershey, which was three days. So I had the whole itinerary planned for that. And then in September, I'm also going to Legoland for a weekend, and I might even be going to Cape May for a weekend. So I just, I need a little break from trips. So I'll probably give it till October or November, and then I'll begin to like start planning more for it. But I kind of, I I need a vacation. I need a a week-long vacation where I can just lay there, sleep, and do nothing. Well, okay, I don't know if I could go a whole week of doing that. I think I might get bored of myself. But even just now, I feel like I've been so burnt out these last couple weeks. So before I filmed this, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to film this at 3. And now it is 4 o'clock because I took like a two-hour nap. And even to wake myself up was just not happening. I went downstairs after I woke up finally because my sister called me. And that was like, okay, Alyssa, you need to get up now. So I went downstairs and I had some leftover chocolate from Hershey because we made our candy bars and everything. So I took a chunk off of that, ate it, and now I'm sugared up, fired up, and ready to get going with this episode. No more procrastinating. So uh, referring to my birthday still, as I said, we went to Hershey, and it was Kyle's first official time in Hershey. We did take him to the Christmas lights, I think, last year or two years ago now, and because of that, we ended up going into Chocolate World, but we didn't go on, like, the ride that shows you how the Hershey's chocolate is made. We didn't take him to make chocolate or go to the 4D movie. Uh, I think we just stood in the food court or, like, shopped a little bit and then went home. So this trip, he definitely more so got a taste of what Hershey is like. So the first day we went to Chocolate World, we did the whole nine making the chocolate bar. And the funny thing was is that when you make the Hershey's chocolate bar, it goes through, like, a conveyor belt and it disperses or dispenses the toppings onto the like chocolate mold and 
mine, there was a lot of stuff on the left side and not the right. So when they coated it in chocolate and it just shakes out to flatten it, there was an air bubble in mine. And it was funny because then a piece of it fell outside the bar. But honestly, even though it was imperfect, it doesn't matter because it ended up melting in the car on our way home uh, a couple days later. So now it's all just like one thing and it kind of looks like a cave or something because there's just a giant pocket like surrounded by chocolate and then there's a bunch of chocolate at the base of it. And also, mind you, it's been like I want to say two weeks now since we went and I still have it. It's still in my freezer because I just haven't had a chance to actually eat it. So we did that. Then the next day we went to Hershey Park in Sue America. We went on a couple rides and that day we also went for my birthday dinner, even though it wasn't my birthday. It was the day before my birthday. We went to the Chocolate Tear restaurant and there was a little incident there. Also, I want to say Hershey Park is cashless. So just prepare yourselves if you go because I went and I went, of course, the time that someone had stolen my card info. So I didn't have a card with me. I only had cash. So I ended up having to use everyone else's card and then just pay them cash for it. Which, I mean, was good because it limited myself for what I could get and spend money on. But it was still difficult because I'm like, hey, I'm hungry. Can you get this for me? It was just, it was a little much. And I, I don't understand why they went cashless, but I guess good for them. So anyway, going back to Chocolatier, we went there for dinner and we got this Ferris wheel appetizer, which was really cool. It came on a Ferris wheel, had a bunch of different stuff to eat. I ordered this salad and the salad had a note of chocolate in it and it was like a white chocolate and something vinaigrette dressing. And the salad came with chicken, so I asked for no chicken. They plugged it in and everything. It gets to the table and there's chicken on it. And at this point, we're all like so hungry. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but it has chicken on it and I can't have chicken. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but you're vegan. I was like, no, I'm vegetarian. And the thing is, is like, I guys, I get it. I'm a bad vegetarian. Broths are a gray area for me. But like, what if someone was allergic or something or it was against someone's religion to have that? So they sent it back. And the reason I also say that is because when they did bring it back to me, he was like, oh, this is a fresh one. The chefs made a new one and I just grabbed it. And mind you, it was like two seconds he came back. Now, I believe him saying that he waited for them to just make a new one. I'm telling you right now, they did not. They did not make a new one. Um, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, thank you so much. And he walked away. So I'm looking at it and like there's still like the sweat <laughs> of meat on it and there's also like shreds of meat on it. So it looks like the chef literally just picked off the meat um, and just gave me the salad back, which is why I said like what if someone was allergic? What if it was against their religion and you're still giving them a meat salad? Like that's not that's not right. So at that point, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I got up and I went to look for 
the waiter and I found someone else and then he like turned the corner and I was like hey I'm so sorry like I believe that you grabbed a new salad or what you thought was a new salad but there's like meat on this and he goes oh I swear like I plugged it in as no meat salad like um I grabbed a new one and I was like no I believe you but I'm telling you you can't look at me and tell me there's not chicken on this he's like oh I'm so sorry we'll remake it I was like no I don't even want it at this point like I just I kind of lost my appetite so yeah I got I got upset about it and then the manager came over because the waiter told him and he was like oh what's the problem so I told him what happened and he was like oh do you want a dessert or anything like I'm so sorry and I was like I don't think I'm the best person to ask right now because honestly I just want to leave and mind you my waiter he knew it was my birthday we told him from the beginning when we got the ferris wheel because the ferris wheel's a bit expensive and we were like oh you know what go big or go home it's a special occasion so he knew it was my birthday and the manager's like oh i'm so sorry like i'll just take money off your bill or whatever so later on like after everyone's eating and stuff like that we get the check and our waiter goes to me oh again I'm so sorry I hope I didn't ruin your birthday like the night is still young I hope you enjoy the rest of your night and I'm like this man probably went home that night and thought he ruined some girl's birthday and don't get me wrong like I was a little upset I was like I don't want to do anything after this like I just want to go to the hotel room and wallow in my own self-pity but Then at the end of the night, I was fine. Like, once we left, I was like, okay, I'm good now. Let's work out, maybe play some cards or something like that. It was just like, no more Hershey for today. They're not... And my sister and dad were like, oh, you know, there's the bakery downstairs. We were looking at desserts earlier. Like, we could get you your desserts. We could get you that sweatshirt you wanted to get. I was like, I don't want anything. I want to (laughs) leave. So a little dramatic on my part, but... It was fine. And I hope that guy is doing well because I I, I truly feel bad for him. After I was off of my like high horse of being upset, I was like that poor man just trying to do his job and he thinks he ruined someone's birthday. And I mean, we still tipped him well and everything because we were like, we don't believe that it's his fault. Um, And then the next day we went to the Hershey Museum. We went to the gardens and... My voice just, like, jiggled there. I don't know if anyone heard that. And then we also stopped at Turkey Hill on the way home. So we did, like, an ice cream making. And then we did a, what was it, a tea tasting class. And they tell you, like, the origins of tea and stuff like that. It was fun making ice cream. They give you, like, this giant thing of ice cream, like, giant cup. And they're like, oh... Don't mix it too much. But, like, by the time you're done with the class, it's fully melted. Not because you're mixing, because, like, there's no stage where they're re-putting it into the freezer. So, the whole time, it's just melting in your hands. But I got vanilla ice cream, and originally I was going to do, like, a cream skull. But I didn't like how their orange droplets tasted, so then I decided to do it more peach. So, I did peach, and I added some... I think it was pecans and like vanilla wafers and stuff like that. I wanted to make it, I guess, like a cobbler or something. And then the drizzle, oh, I just hit the mic. And the drizzle, I put some sort of like butterscotch syrup. It was very good. 
the only thing was is that I couldn't finish it, so I ended up giving it to Kyle. And I also made a little commercial about my, another ice cream that I made. So when you go through the experience, there's like kiosks where one, you create a flavor. So I did like a pina colada flavor for summer and I called it Hot Dairy Girl Summer. And then I made the packaging for it and then I made a commercial. So honestly, I probably should have made that when I went to the ice cream uh, making station, but... I ended up making something completely different. And we had so many sweets on this trip that by the end of it, when I got home, I was like, guys, I know it's my birthday, but please do not get me a cake. And I wanted a red velvet cake from the beginning. I was like, I love red velvet with cream cheese. Like, that's what I want. But when we got home, I was like, listen, we're not doing it. I was like, here's the birthday candle. Let's all sing kumbaya and happy birthday to me and i'm gonna blow it out make a wish and then let's get some pizza i didn't eat the pizza i got penny vodka but you get the point so we did that um and then i also had like a belated birthday with my friends where that weekend we ended up going to this club called the lobby which is not far from my house but it was also very confusing because they have like three entrances. They have like a main bar, an outdoor like party venue, and then apparently there's an upstairs. But they don't have guides anywhere, so you don't know what you're supposed to go to. Like I heard Doja Cat upstairs, and I was like, oh, am I supposed to go upstairs? But I was like, is that like VIP or something? Like, I don't know. So we were very confused. We ended up leaving, and we went to 626 in Jersey City. And guys, I danced in a cage what i know uh i also went to a family barbecue that weekend and they had alcohol ice pop and there was like a pina colada one which i tried that there was a strawberry daiquiri that kyle tried and then my dad had i think it was like a blueberry mimosa or something like that and my cousin's a uh, newly wife made them and they were very good and then I also didn't bring a bathing suit to the barbecue, which was very upsetting because I feel like normally people aren't in the pool, but everyone was in the pool this time because it was so hot. So I regret not bringing that. But what I don't regret is beating Kyle two times in pool. I gotta say, that poor man. He almost had me on the last one, but I think he ended up pocketing the cue ball with the eight ball at the same time so or or he might have got it in the wrong pocket and then a uh, final thing for my last two weeks because i know i've been talking forever at this point i went to see the mj musical and it's also weird talking about this on the podcast considering i used to have a broadway show the broadway bulletin um when we were at montclair with wmsc so Let's see, MJ the Musical, wow, you have to see it. No, I'm not sponsored. I wish I was, though. <laughs> I don't know why they would sponsor this show, cons considering it's just, like, conspiracies and true crime and everything. Definitely not in their realm. But if there was a Broadway show like that, I could see them sponsoring. Anyway, back to topic. Michael Jackson the Musical, phenomenal. I thought I was at a Michael Jackson concert. Like, I thought he was alive. And not only one of him alive, but multiple. I thought, like, there was duplicates 
of him just roaming around the streets. It was crazy. Uh, the little kid who is supposed to be like young Michael sounded exactly like him. Like, honestly, you could be listening to the show and think you're just listening to recorded tapes. Like, just recorded songs. It was... Like, I honestly don't even know how to describe it. It was just that good. And even my godmother said, she said that that's the one musical she would see again. Because she's the type that just goes to one and she's done. I saw Beetlejuice twice, I think. Um, and that was the only show I ever saw twice. But I would definitely see this again. Uh, it was phenomenal. And then coming up, we have Funny Girl with Lee Michelle, of course. So I've been on a Glee binge. I grew up with Glee, so that's more so the reason why I want to see it. And then when we go to see Funny Girl, we're going to get tickets to Moulin Rouge. So, of course, I'll let you know all my reviews then, as if this were the Broadway Bulletin again. And now I'm done talking because I've been talking for probably like 20 minutes now. Let me officially introduce the episode. Honestly, I hope you guys like when I talk about my week because, yes, I know we're here to talk about conspiracies and stuff like that, but I like talking about my weeks because I feel like I, it gets, like, down to earth with you guys and you get to know more about me and not just uh, the topics of the episode because then I feel like it's more personal and I feel like you guys can make connections with me and maybe reach out to me and, like, be my friend. Okay, so... Hey everyone, welcome to the Smidging Hour, it's Alyssa, and today we are vanishing into the mystery behind the Bermuda Triangle. So, a little about the Bermuda Triangle, it is also known as the Devil's Triangle, and it's an area of the Atlantic Ocean bordered by the southern coast of the United States, Bermuda, and the Greater Antilles? I don't know if that's how you say it, so correct me if I'm wrong. And through this, it ends up creating like a triangular shape. And throughout history, this has been the location of many unexplained disappearances between ships and planes. So some things to know that I found from, I think it was the Britannica, it was saying how this does not appear on world maps because it's not recognized as an official region. So this is kind of just something that we created out of curiosity, I guess you could say. And although it is known for unexplained disappearances, now this is an important one to know, like keep this in the back of your mind when we go through these disappearances, um, there is not a surge in disappearances here compared to other regions in the ocean and it is actually not even considered one of the 10 most dangerous waters for shipping in the world and it sustains daily air and sea traffic due to shipping so we think it's such like a scary thing but it's used on the daily. So disappearances regarding ships, there was this one called the Spray, and it was an old fishing boat rebuilt by Joshua Slocum, and he was the first man to sail solo around the world in 1895. So in 1909, 
he ended up leaving the east coast of the United States to go towards Grand Cayman. And after he left, he was never heard from again and wasn't actually even officially declared dead until 1924. Not sure why it took that long because it's not like they ever found evidence. And there also is no definite evidence that he even disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle, but for some reason people continue to link it to the Bermuda Triangle. There was also the USS Cyclops, and in World War I, this was a ship that carried coal for the U.S. Navy. And then in 1918, it sailed to Brazil to refuel Allied ships. There was 309 people on board, and it ended up reaching Barbados, but after that, also was never heard from again. And it is considered one of the single largest losses of life in U.S. naval history not involving combat, which was very interesting to me. And to find out what even happened to this ship, they were, of course, like searching the area for the ship, couldn't find anything. They even contacted German sources to see if like, hey, did you like knock down our ship? Like, did you sink our ship? Did you take it? Like... Where are these people? But nope, nothing. There's also the SSS Marine Sulphur Queen, which was a tanker carrying, you guessed it, sulphur, which disappeared off the coast of Florida in February 1963. And there was a 39-member crew on board who were lost there without a trace. Now, the U.S. Coast Guard believes that the ship probably wasn't seaworthy, and since the ship was known to have a week back, since it was being used for sulfur rather than the original purpose, which was back then to carry oil tankers, uh, it could have caused the boat to end up capsizing. But that's just a theory. No one's really sure what happened. Uh, some flight disappearances to know. So there was the Star Tiger on January 30th, 1948 from British South American Airways. And the plane was flying from England to Bermuda, but then ended up disappearing. The captain reported him and the 31 passengers would arrive at 5 a.m. to Bermuda, but again, never did. And it was reported that the heater in the aircraft failed en route and that the compass was at fault. So, assuming... What happened was to keep the temperature warmer, the captain may have flied lower altitudes and that resulted in burning fuel faster. And flying low, there wasn't really any time to maneuver the aircraft or signal for help if there was a case of emergency. So it may have just lost height quickly and then fell into the water and was never found again. So then there was the Star Ariel. And it was actually the same model as the Star Tiger, and this left Bermuda on January 17th, 1949, and it had seven crew on board and also 13 passengers on board going to Jamaica. The captain reported that morning that the flight was going smooth. He then later reported that he was changing his frequencies, and that was the last time that anyone had heard from the aircraft. 
And after this disappearance, British South American Airwaves actually ended up discontinuing that model plane production. And then most notable disappearance, I would say, is probably Flight 19. I don't know if anyone wants to argue that with me. So this was on December 5th, 1945. There were five Avenger torpedo bombers who left the Naval Air Station in Florida with their lieutenant, commanding a crew of 13 student pilots. And about an hour and a half into their flight, the lieutenant radioed that the compass wasn't working, which was similar to the incident with the Star Tiger. They were believing that the compass was at fault. So they report that the compass wasn't working, but the lieutenant was pretty sure that he was over the Florida Keys. So when he radioed in, there was another lieutenant that answered, and they said, if you are sure that you were in the Florida Keys, continue to fly north toward Miami. And the more he tried to get out of the Keys, the further he actually ended up going out to sea with him and the crew. And as night came, the reception of the radio signals had worsened until there was nothing at all. So the plane was never recovered, and for a while in the reports, the blame was on the lieutenant for his confusion in the flight. But his mom ended up convincing them later that it was the plane's fault, and the plane went down for unknown reasons. Because, I mean you know, he doesn't have a compass to work with. Like, how is that his fault? He's just trying to get everyone back to land safely. And unfortunately, he was unable to do so. And then another interesting thing that I found about the Bermuda Triangle. So there was a businessman, Donald Crowhurst, who set sail from London on October 31st, 1968. And he was setting sail to win the Sunday Times Golden Globe race, which is a contest where you sail solo around the world and in order to do this he kind of like made his own boat and everything but there were a lot of problems with his boat and he was very inexperienced and had backing of a demanding investor and also had an aggressive publicist that he had hired so there was a slow start again because the boat had so many problems and he did have the option to turn back but he decided to keep going the whole time he was lying to his publicist, reporting great times and progress. But then his competitor ended up sinking. So people speculated that out of fear of deception coming out, he ended up jumping overboard with the fraudulent logbook and ended up drowning himself. And interesting enough, the boat was found in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle in July 1969. And the last entry of his actual logbook was June 29th. So there was speculations about that, like, oh, is the Bermuda Triangle enough to drive someone crazy? It's interesting to me because there's still disappearances happen happening today, but I feel like we aren't really hearing about them anymore. Like, I don't remember the last time I heard about the Bermuda Triangle, if I'm being honest. And the most recent disappearance was actually in 2020. Um, it was when a Mako Cuddy cabin vessel with 20 people on board just disappeared. This happened in 2020. Like, we were all at home because of COVID. So how did we not hear about this in the news or something? And 
Another weird thing to me is that not all the disappearances happen within the triangle, but people assume it is the triangle. Now, I don't know if this is because, like, as creatures, like, we need answers. I don't know why, we just do. And there's so many, of course, unanswered questions in the world that we'll probably never be able to have a definite answer to. But, you know, maybe it's easy to put the blame on this this triangle than it is to put it elsewhere. Like, maybe this is the closest explanation for things. But... I don't know, I just don't think it's right for us to assume that these disappearances are associated with the Bermuda Triangle if there's not any evidence pointing towards the Bermuda Triangle. But as I said, you know, people want to have an answer for things. So if it's easy to place the answer in the Bermuda Triangle, then that's case closed, case is solved, you know? It's kind of like... Uh, when there's an interrogation or something, like, I was telling my sister how I watched that documentary on Netflix, and it was the Stephen Avery one. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but basically they're interrogating the kid without his mother, without a lawyer, and they're just telling him, like, oh, tell us what happened, like, oh, okay, we'll just say it, like, she was shot in the head, who shot her, and, like, feeding him the answers, like, to frame the story as what they want it to be so they could be like oh well this is exactly what we thought happened and they confirmed it so I'm thinking that's kind of like the similar thing is they just want it to be solved and they're not really looking for additional possibilities they're they just want it to kind of be dealt with so it's easier to say oh you know the ship sank in the Bermuda Triangle, we'll never find it, than it is to continue investigating it. So, a little bit of laziness, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if anyone else has opinions on this, like, please, please share. Uh, and it, Like, if you guys want to come on and share it, by all means, please do. And then, um, potential reasons for disappearances could be hurricanes, underwater earthquakes... Uh, magnetic fields interfering with the compasses and other positioning devices but then there's other believers who think it could be supernatural forces like aliens or alternate dimensions I know for a while with me when I feel like I'm gonna this is weird but I'm gonna say like when the Bermuda Triangle was at its height and mind you Disappearances I read, that's not all the disappearances. There's tons more that you could look up. But when I used to think of the Bermuda Triangle, I literally thought of it as like a whirlpool in the sea that you go towards and you're gone. And that's it. And obviously, like, that's not the case. But like, as a child, that's what I thought. I don't know if I saw it in a movie or something. So that's... I thought it was maybe just like a supernatural thing like oh there's a there's a whirlpool that brings you into an alternate dimension. Now I don't think that like I don't think the Bermuda Triangle is as crazy or mysterious as people believe. I feel like it used to be more foreign to us years ago and now it's kind of just like oh it's the Bermuda Triangle, it's just like a tourist thing, it's just like a myth, like, 
no one really thinks anything of it anymore. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out because my sister Amanda and my dad are taking a cruise to Bermuda. And I think they're going to be doing a tour that's, like, based around the Triangle. So, hopefully they don't go missing. Um, and they could come back and share their experiences within the Triangle. Or near, around the Triangle. We don't want them to go in it and then just, they're gone. <laughs> so... That's all I have for you guys regarding the triangle today. And now, before we close out the episode, we are going to get into our nebula check. I have to, every time I do it, I have to do it differently. Like, I have to do a singing one. Maybe I'll do an accent. I've been listening to a lot of Call Her Daddy. And when she does, like, questions of the week, she does, like, a French accent or, I guess, like, a country accent. So, maybe I'll be annoying, too. Who's going to stop me? No one. Period. Alrighty, so the focus of this week is relationships. So love is at 73%, career is at 87%, and business is at 73%. Your tendency this week is to be focused on your relationships as the full moon on Thursday is in your seventh house of partnerships. In addition, Venus enters your sign on Thursday as well, bringing even more energy to this area of life. Things in your connections have the potential right now to be cleared up and understood better. Real quick before I continue. Interesting enough is this week I had my friend sleepover <clears throat> during the week and then I saw my boyfriend and also this weekend, of course, I'm going to see my boyfriend again. But I'm also going to be with family and we're also going to be with other friends. So I could see how this is very like relationships and not even just like romantic relationships like friendships. So as for in love this week, you can also find that you were feeling more electric and inspired about where things are going. This is a great time for making plans and making commitments. While the sun is in your sign, you can feel harmonious and optimistic about things. Okay, going, <laughs> branching off again. Um, it's interesting because, like, the trip I'm planning with the Bahamas, like, I also, of course, invited my boyfriend on that. So that's kind of like planning trips together. And, you know, Legoland, we're going to be going together with a couple friends, too. So I'm also not even just planning trips, but planning dates and stuff. I planned this, like, sunset cruise for September. I planned a date on Sunday that I don't even think I told him about yet, so we'll see his reaction to that. Going back, uh, wellness routines right now tend to focus on being freeform and unscheduled. You can feel that this week is all about being spontaneous and not planning too much ahead. There can be opportunities for getting outside and other active things that can come up right now as well. Consider what you want to get involved in. Okay, normally I don't stop between each paragraph, but, like, I need to sit and, like, internalize this. So, it's saying about, you know, being spontaneous, not planning too much ahead. So, we have a barbecue that we're going to together, my boyfriend and I, for his fraternity. So, uh, that's going to be, like, getting outside and, you know, I guess other active things. I don't really know what they're going to do, but... They're probably going to have maybe like cornhole or something. I feel like everyone does that on barbecues. 
So that's interesting to me. Like we're going to be outside for that Sunday. The trip that I'm planning, not even trip, date that I'm planning is for kayaking. So that's going to be outdoors. And regarding like unscheduled or freeform things, like, yes, I love to have a schedule and stuff like that. So mainly my week is planned, but in regards to maybe wellness referring to exercise, uh, the gym has been a little freeform this week. I, um, I only went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I didn't go because I was with people. Uh, Monday, I have movie nights with my godparents that I just started again. And then Tuesday was sleepover. Wednesday, I hung out with my boyfriend. So really, like, only the weekend is when I had a chance to. So it's kind of been very sporadic and unplanned for the gym. And then going into the next paragraph and the last paragraph, social connections tend to be more about networking at the moment and ensuring you are making good work and other relationships. Tend to the partnerships that make the most sense for you and consider what you need from these connections and want to give back as well. I like that because, I mean, you want... Not even friends who are going to, like, do things for you, but you want to have people, like, you're able to rely on and who you feel better you. So, I like that. So, that is all I have for you guys today. I want to thank you for listening, and if you could like and subscribe to us on YouTube, as well as follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, And if there's opportunities to give likes or maybe ratings, please do. Besides that, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all under the Smitching Hour. Uh, Real quick, I don't know if this is the universe talking to me, but I just posted a video on all of those platforms, and it was like a POV, us crashing a FBI meeting after solving like the John JonBenet Ramsey case or something, which was an episode we did a while ago. It was her brother. We all know it. Anyway, so I post that and then I was Googling JonBenet Ramsey to make sure I spelled her name correctly. And apparently there was articles, multiple articles that came out a couple days ago saying that her brother was like talking to police and is like, I think we should talk because apparently there's new like DNA evidence or something like that. So people are thinking the case could be solved. So I was like, is the universe saying something to me? Because how did I post that? And then I see this article. It was very strange to me. Like I wasn't expecting to see any recent developments on the case. So if there is any more developments, like if they do find out anything, I will let you guys know. And as for my social media, it's Alyssa Grace underscore X on Instagram. Truly you know it. I want to thank you guys again, and I will see you smitches in two weeks. Bye, guys.